You're listening to the Salty Sex Cast with Mariah and friends. Minimize the fear. Expand your awareness. Hello, all you sexy souls. Welcome to another episode of the Salty Sex Cast. It's your host, Mariah. Um, If you're just tuning in, welcome. And I just want to thank everyone for being brave enough to hit play to go and explore what this episode is all about, what this podcast is all about. A little bit about me. I am a nationally board certified health and wellness coach and a certified education health education specialist with a master's degree in health education. And I saw the gap even in my own education journey of sex, sexual health and wellness, and didn't want to let that gap, um, stay there. So I have started this podcast. We talk about some fun things that, and some not so fun things and some scary things, but really just hoping you come out with more information. You can arm yourself, minimize that stigma and that fear. And I have another person on here who's going to join me in that mission, who has a very similar mission. So Alexandra Harbushka, and she has a podcast, a community, a website, and a host of other things that she'll tell us about that's really centered around living with herpes. So Mm -hmm. Alexandra, if you don't mind introducing yourself and just a little bit about what started your mission. Yeah. Well, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. And I agree with what you said in the beginning is there's this huge gap in either sexual health or sexual education, or just our own bodies when it comes to that whole sexual wellness. So, um, I'm glad that we have this platform now to be able to talk about these things that, you know, 20 years ago we didn't, and we didn't talk about these things. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So my, my focus, my, my life, my, everything is, is focused around called life with herpes and you don't set off thinking like, yeah, that's what I want to do is like focus on herpes. Right. In fact, that's something you're like, oh, I never want to get that. And I'm going to do everything I possibly can not to get that. Even though we may not know even what herpes is, we hear about it in media. We hear about it in movies. Um, I, I was just watching uh, dead to me. I don't know if you're watching that series on Netflix with Christina Applegate and, um, they just were saying like, oh yeah, you don't want to get herpes. And so it's just, it's like, and I laughed, um, but it, it's, it, so we, we have this negative connotation and unfortunately we just don't have a lot of education around it. And one of the things that, I mean, the reason why I'm so passionate about it is I was diagnosed with herpes twice. <laughs> um, I was diagnosed with HSV one in 2003 and then HSV two in 2011. Mm-hmm. And if you're listening and you're like, well, what's the difference? And there's two types and I don't understand. And I, I get cold sores and that's not herpes. And it's like, okay, so just a brief, brief, like, you know, 411, 101, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, a herpes. So oral herpes is most commonly associated with HSV1, also known as cold sore. So anyone that gets cold sores or fever blisters, that is herpes. Okay. Yeah. So that's herpes. Um, and again, it's most commonly associated with HSV one HSV two has most commonly been associated with, with genital herpes. And so up until about 40 years ago, we didn't know there was a difference. It was just, you got it up here, got it down there and it's herpes. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't have the technology to look at the viral DNA and see that it was different. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
and being diagnosed with oral herpes. Yeah. I was like, and you know, like annoyed, more annoyed that I had it. Um, but it wasn't devastating. Yeah. 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 It's annoying. Like, (laughs) Oh, okay. I finally got it. Um, and it was annoying Mm -hmm. being diagnosed with genital herpes, life crushing, right? Mm -hmm. Like suffocating anything that you have either worked for, at least this was for me, the, your hopes, your dreams. I was 28 years old at the time. So you're still in a really, um, what's the word, a rocky point in your life. Um, we say the teens are, but I think your twenties are pretty difficult. So you're still in that, like, I'm trying to really figure out who I am. I was dating and, and, um, yeah. So I thought like, well, why did I even go to college? Why did I work hard? Why do I have this mm-hmm. job? Like, why am I trying to further my, my life? And here I, I got this. And so who cares? Like, wh- why should I care about my life type of thing? Like, why should I care about bettering my life or always trying to like move forward in life? Uh, so it's, it's devastating. Oh, and, and knowing that, and I love that you said those strains are most commonly associated with Correct. you know, oral herpes or genital herpes, but it still can be passed the other way around. You know, mm-hmm. oral sex can give you genital herpes through someone who has HSV one gets, mm-hmm. breaks out with cold sores mm-hmm. and performs oral sex. It can absolutely be passed. And so I think that's just a huge misconception and one that, you know, the education skipped over, it was, you just don't want to get it. And if you don't want to get it, don't do anything. Right. What's the sexual education on here's if you have a partner who has it and do you want to choose that partner? You love that person. You've been able to connect with them and then they disclose. You're Mm -hmm. not going to just be like, no, oh no. I was always told that was the worst thing ever. Right. You know? And that does happen like you and it happens to you. And then you're like, I am the worst thing. No one's Mm going to want to touch me. No one's going to want to be near me. My life has completely, you know, been thrown upside down. And that is, I would say a very normal reaction to the past and what we've been told so far. Mm -hmm. So I never want to shame anyone or make them feel that they should have had a different reaction with the diagnosis or even a disclosure either. Um, because that's typically what we have been armed with in our education and in our society is um, these viruses are not good. <laughs> right. And it, and it's so interesting. And, and I talk to people all over the world and some people, there's definitely some cultures that it is heavier than others. Like just mm-hmm. the, the, the burden is heavier. And then there's other cultures that it's like, yeah, I don't want this, but so is life. And it it is very interesting to see, um, kind of how that maneuvers, but, you know, back to what you were saying about HSV one, AKA cold sores is extremely common now in the genital herpes. So people are being diagnosed with genital HSV one right and left. In -hmm. fact, I've read some statistics and I I don't have one that I'm really confident enough to say like, Oh, it's this percent of the people, but in any doctor I've talked to, or they're like, it's far supersedes HSV one, like people being diagnosed with genital herpes are being diagnosed with HSV. Sorry. I said HSV two, didn't I? Sorry. It's, it's, they're (laughs) far, they're being far super. So I'll start that over people that are being diagnosed with HSV. 
I'll start that over. People being diagnosed with herpes, genital herpes, are now being diagnosed with HSV1 genital. Mm -hmm. And that far supersedes the HSV2 genital. It was like, oh, if you got that, that was the worst thing ever. So it's very interesting. Um, we've kind of gone through, there's generations that have kind of skipped over passing it orally to our children. Mm. And, and we were aware, we became aware of, oh, that's contagious. Oh, okay. So if you're at school, you get sent home from school, you know, and we wouldn't necessarily kiss our kids with a cold sore. So there's this whole generation now that kind of skipped over it as kids. And now we're getting it as teens, twenties, early thirties. Um, and then so on. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I grew up in a family who, um, the majority of them all broke out in really Mm -hmm. severe oral cold sores. I mean, some down your chin, other things. I just remember, you know, my sister going through some of those things and it was don't share drinks, don't share Mm -hmm. chapstick, like don't get, you know, and it was just, uh, and then I, I hit maybe 30 and I was like, Oh, if I haven't broken out, I don't have it. Like it's, there's no way. Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm in my thirties. Um, and my spouse breaks out with those, with those, um, cold sores too. And I was like, you know, he's really protective, really careful not to kiss me when it is or anything, um, below the waist, that kind of thing and stress or whatever. I finally broke out into one. So I'm like, who knows how long I had been a carrier and I had just not, um, gotten tested for that or anything and just didn't even think about it because uneducated that's because I have not broken out. It's not my problem. Uh It's not my responsibility to be aware. And I was, and now I'm just like, Oh, Mariah, (laughs) I could have just been aware. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's such an excellent point is we assume like, well, if I've never had that or ew, like that, ew, like I've never had that. Well, mm-hmm. I don't have that. Um, and the thing with herpes, which is, is kind of the frustrating thing about it or the lack of education about it is you can be in your body can be introduced to it at some point. Let's just use easy math. You could have kissed somebody at 20 and not gotten it until you were 30 easily. Mm-hmm. easily. So it basically what happens. So those of you that are listening, you're like, what it, it goes dormant in your system. And then when your, your body is under stress is when it pops out. And so I, I was talking to this one woman and she, she reached out to me. Her mother was in her eighties. She's been a widow since she was 65. She's only been, well, I don't know about prior to that, but she's not been with anybody since her husband. And she got her first genital outbreak at 80 and she was freaking out. Like, how did this, I haven't had sex in 15 years and (laughs) I was married and like, how did this happen? And so I had to explain that either her husband had it and didn't know and just didn't get outbreaks or she picked it up prior to her husband when she was, you know, when her at 20, Mm -hmm. um, And that's a big misconception. Like you said, we just don't know. And that's another really important thing. I think if we are someone living with herpes, when we do have this disclosure, and if we get someone that's like, Oh, no, I don't, I don't want to be around that. It's really important to let them know that number one, there's somebody that they love unconditionally in their life that has this. Mm -hmm. And I'll get into the statistics in a second, but it's important to know unconditionally, you love somebody that has this number two, the statistic is that by the time you're 50, 90% of the people have been exposed to it. Now, I think it should be more like 100% because I don't know how it's possible to not be 100. 
but unless you like live in Antarctica or something and like haven't <laughs> haven't met anybody. Um, but anyways, yeah, it's 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 practically impossible to not come across the herpes virus. Mm-hmm. It's just part of who we are. It's part of who we, it's just, it lives with us. Mm-hmm. But then something's wrong with you because you broke out on it. With right. It. And it, it's, it's, you know, instead of, um, and that is really hard because I, I can, can see where early on in a diagnosed, you know, you want to point the finger, you want to mm-hmm. point the blame. Where did I pick it up from? So then I don't do that risky behavior again, when it could have been just like you said, a life partner of many, many years and you're in your eighties. Like there's so hard Great. to track back how that was passed to you. Exactly. Exactly. It's it. And, and that can be shocking and devastating and, and all these other things. I mean, I talk to a lot of people that are in their sixties, seventies, fifties, forties, you know, all really all I talk all the way through. And it was really interesting is there's a lot of people that have gone through a divorce or a loss of a spouse mm. and they forget that they like, it's not forget, but they, they haven't dealt with STDs or like, they're not, they're not in the pregnancy era of their life. So they just, it's not this like conversation that, you know what I mean? That we just think like, oh, I'm not 22 and out dating I'm 70 and, and this is a partner and we're in this. And so the, the, those talks don't happen. And I can't tell you how many people come to me with genital herpes all of a sudden at 70 and they're like, how, wh- where did this happen? Hmm. So it's an, it's an education thing. And, and it, unfortunately I mentioned earlier, I have HSV one oral. Okay. Whatever. HSV two genital was devastating. And, and that's, that's the thing is like, why have we made this such a different thing or different catastrophic, you know, like level in our emotions when it's the exact same thing. And either one can be transmitted doing things that we naturally do. Mm-hmm. It's natural to have sex. It's natural to be intimate with your partner. It's natural to have oral sex with your partner. It's natural to kiss your partner. It's natural to kiss your parents as a child or a child to kiss. You know that's natural. It's natural in some cultures. You know, like we we kiss on the cheeks and it, those things are natural. And yet, this is how things get passed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's one of those that, <laughs> um again, you hear the word and you know, and all the jokes that happen, you, you already quoted with, you know, the dead to me reference and, um, you know, don't get the herp and don't come home with herpes. And you hear like all these things and it like, do you already have it? (laughs) Do you even know if you have it? (laughs) I think we should start churning that joke to more of like about testing and maybe it'll just be more in our pop culture instead of, uh, you know, wait till you break out to then, mm-hmm. you know, see like, oh, what did I do in my history? And maybe even my recent history that I think was, um, that exposed me. And instead mm-hmm. of looking at your entire history that possibly could have, and, you know, um, I think that was a big one for a friend that I know about who was very angry and really wanted to know like, where did I get it and how did I get it? Mm-hmm. And was just going through everything and, you know, wanted someone to blame quite frankly, quite, quite frankly. Wow. It's not just mm-hmm. you tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I think it's, the, it's, that's a hard one too, is even if you do find out what changes for you. 
Right. I've talked to a lot of people that say like, I want to sue this person. And I'm like, okay, let's back up. <laughs> you know, it's the same. And it's that anger and, and, and whatever that it's, it's like, well, I want to say that you did this. So I want to know, and I want, I want revenge or I want justice or whatever I want. And at the end of the day, I always tell people, okay, you still have it, right? You still have it. And did you willingly decide to sleep with this person? You know, yes. Okay. Did you know that there were STDs out there? Like you've heard of it. Yes. You may not have known about herpes. You may not have known these, like exactly all the details, but you knew they were out there. Did you ever ask your partner to get tested and like actually see their results? The answer is no, because we don't do that, right? Then I'm like, then you you got to take responsibility for your actions. Mm-hmm. You know, forgive yourself. Like, don't be hard on yourself. Don't don't go through life with this like heavy like, oh, I made these mistakes. No, but don't you you were fifty percent responsible in this. You know, like you chose this. This was a choice you made to have sex. Cool, yeah. that's normal. Um, and we unfortunately aren't always educated when we make these decisions of like, oh, I didn't realize the true impact that it would have of down the line, something that's like completely, you know, off the the page here. But like, if you're not educated in credit cards and you go like get a credit card at Victoria's Secret or the Gap or wherever, and you're like, okay. And then you don't know that if you don't pay it, then it impacts your credit for like, not, not centuries, but like for decades. (laughs) No, it takes a long time. time. So it's like those things. If you're not educated and you're like, oh, I get 20% off. Awesome. Same thing. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, I didn't know. Yeah. So really the ask for today is, is to get educated on what it is, Mm -hmm. where it comes from, how it's passed and how it may impact you. Um, even, even testing and the stigma from just getting a test and maybe hearing a positive test result, but never having a breakout, you know, what Mm -hmm. does somebody do with that information? Do they disclose? How do they disclose to somebody? Um, you know, Hey, I, I technically have it. I don't know when I got it, but I don't know where I have it. Yeah. I don't know where I have it Mm -hmm. because the thing is when we're testing, there's a couple of ways to test. Um, or receive a diagnosis. So one is a blood test. So if mm-hmm. we're doing a blood test and I want to clarify, herpes does not live in our blood. It's not a blood disease. So we can donate blood. We don't need to worry about bodily fluids. Um, it doesn't live in our bodily fluids. It's skin, it's skin to skin transmission. So anyways, but we, when we test our blood, we're looking for the antibodies. So if we get a positive, a positive diagnosis via an antibody blood test, and let's say it's HSV one, you don't know if it's, up here or down there. You don't know where mm. you have it. Um, so that's something to really, really consider. There's a lot of people that are like, well, yeah, I, I got this test and I have, but they, my doctor just told me it's oral herpes and everyone has that. And I have to clarify. Yeah. It, you have a 50, 50 chance, like very well, maybe, but it also yeah. may be down there. Yeah. Um, and then, and then you could also have an actual swab of the outbreak and that would be a viral, um, like, you know, looking at the viral DNA, and then you would know where you have it because you've had an outbreak. But yes, mm-hmm. there's the majority of the population has herpes and do not know they have it because they've never had an outbreak. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just really important to not treat um, everyone um, who does disclose, or if you know somebody, you know, that it's like, oh, no, mm-hmm. you could easily be walking around with that same thing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, 
karma comes to get you all. No, I'm just kidding. But um, for yourself, you know, what changes have you made after your diagnosis? Obviously it was a big, just shock, um, rough go. You have come from the ashes though, and have made a huge thing because of it. But what were some things that at the beginning that you were just putting intention and effort into to get away from that or me? Oh no, my life is over feeling. Yeah. So it, and it was, I mean, it was awful. And I look back at pictures of myself then and, and like my skin was gray, you know what I mean? Like when you're just like, there's no sparkle in your eye, I look at pictures and like, you know, Facebook will remind me. I'm like, Oh, like, was I dehydrated? Like what was oh, going on? Yeah. Um, so I was in what I like to call my Eeyore phase. We know Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. He's the donkey who has the rain cloud over him. He's a depressed, gloomy character. And I was Eeyore for two years. I stay, I was there. It was, it was, um, I cried every day. I was angry. I was resentful. I was pissed off. And I was turning 30 and I thought, okay, I can't, I can't be turning 30 and still be like this. I I want to get married. I want to potentially have a family. And if I still carry this Eeyore over me, I'm going to attract either someone that's going to try and save me, which isn't, that's not good. Or I'm going to attract someone that's equally in the same spot. And we're just going to be Eeyores the rest of our life. I'm like, okay, that doesn't work. That's not who I am. So as I started looking at this, and this is what happens to a lot of people that, that I talk to and I work with that are diagnosed with herpes, we've put these issues or roadblocks in our way. I can't find Mr. Right because, hmm. because I am not tall enough. I'm too short. I don't have the right education. I'm too old. I'm too young. I'm too fat. I'm too thin. I'm th- 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 whatever. Um, there's no good person out there because, right. And so we put, or I can't get a raise or I can't get a promotion and at, at work because, and so whatever that is, we set this ceiling, this, this wall, this boundary, whatever it is. And, and we have these insecurities mm-hmm. and suddenly when I got herpes, it didn't happen overnight. Clearly it was turning 30. And I was like, all right, I was blaming herpes for every insecurity I had. Oh, wow. And I thought, you know what? These were there before they didn't just, it didn't just fester. Didn't it? Well, it, 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 it did. I mean, it was years of, of like, Ooh, this is something I need to work on. And I realized that that confident little girl that I was, or that, you know, ambitious or all of that was gone. Mm. So I really had to work hard on, on myself. Um, I, I took a, I took some classes on like falling in love, like, like how to date, how to, how to find love. What did that mean? Um, I did a lot on, um, like, uh, I worked, not worked with, but I did a lot on, um, just like self-help, you know, like listening. I bought the CDs like, cause that was in 2011. <laughs> yeah. I bought the CDs and I listened to them in the car. I did a lot of like Wayne Dyer and, um, who was his buddy? Um, Chopra, the Chopra center, like I'd listened to all that. So I, I really spent time digging deep into that. And I thought, okay, I got it. I got to change this. I was also at the time binge eating. I wasn't taking care of my body. Um, I was, you know, out, you know, taco Tuesday and let's go out and like, then showing up to work the next day, you know, just not, not doing positive things to myself, my body, like mind, body, soul. It was just, it was a hot mess. And so thank goodness 
I got herpes because had I not gotten herpes, I wouldn't have said, okay, this is what I want in a partner. This is what I expect of myself. And this is what I want a partner to expect of me as well. And what I expected him. Um, this is how I want to treat my body. This is how I, you know, would like my partner to treat his body, um, you know, and all those things. And this is how I, I, I treat people and, and just all those, the, the light was off. Like the light bulb wasn't on. I was walking down the street type of person with like mm, dying on the vine. Like we're not all there. Hmm. And, and I really had to find that inner love in myself in order to be who I am today. And had I not gotten herpes, I don't know if that would have happened. Happened. Yeah. Bit of a wake up call, kind of the, um, that hard journey that really, that you're like, wow, I survived Mm -hmm. and I'm still going through that journey. If I can do that, I can do it. You have to go through it now. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I obviously was putting it off. Like there were signs, like I I'm, I'm really faith driven and I would like hear like little signs and like little, see little things. And I'm like, you don't know, like, and keep going down the path that I knew. I'm like, okay, fine. Now I have to deal with it. Got yeah. it. Listening now, listening now. Got it. Sure. Yeah. Here front row ready. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. With this journey that you've been on in providing these, you know, educational and support services and information and also products, and what are some things that you wish everyone knew? Obviously, let's just first go back to the, you know, herpes 101. If you didn't know anything, understand what herpes is. Um, But what are some other things that you're like, we are failing. We are failing so hard. Yeah, I wish... It's such a hard topic because sexual health is such an important, we, we just as a whole don't like go there. You know, we, we talk about coronary health. We talk about, you know, the importance of washing your hands. We talk about, you know, we're moms and we teach our kids, like you got to wipe. And after you wipe, you have to wash your hands. Right. And this whole thing about sex is like, hey, let's not talk about it. And I just think it's really important for us to be educated in sexual health, um, you know, anatomy, physiology, how do these things work? Cause all of a sudden it's like, well, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing or, um, just anatomy, physiology, like even your periods, like there's so many young women, they get their periods and like, I just, I don't know what to do about this or they have, or I didn't even know what was happening. Mm-hmm. Right. Or they go through like with awful cramps and it's like, there's things that can be done. Let's educate. So when I talk about sexual health, I talk about, I mean, all of that, not just STDs or not like the pleasure side, but like, we just need this whole understanding of how that all works. And I think that as a society, we're missing that because it, it can get weird. And there's a lot of people like, we don't want it to go there or we don't believe that it should go there or just don't have sex until you're ready to procreate. And that doesn't work either. Cause even mm-hmm. if let's say you, you are virgins until you get married, then you're both like, well, in the sense of heteronormative, you know, right. penis and vagina, sure. You can be a virgin, um, but you could have still had and participated in oral sex, mm-hmm. which is, you know, lots of things happen because of that and, mm-hmm. um, learning all of these other things that, this, these loopholes or moral loopholes can actually create more problems if we aren't 
sh- showing a light on the whole story. Right. And, or, or you could go into a marriage with, with ne- both, both of you have never done anything, let's just say, mm-hmm. and one has HSV oral and now you're married. So it's okay. Right. And you get genital herpes and you're like, what? I mean, I've talked to people like that. That's, mm-hmm. They're like, I don't understand. Or like you said, oral sex, we're not aware. Like we were taught, like, just use a condom and you're fine. If you don't have a condom, have oral sex. It's fine. Like you'll, you'll be fine. And I don't know if that was from the AIDS era of condom AIDS, condom AIDS, like you don't want HIV. So I don't know if that was kind of the nineties. And I don't know necessarily what the, like, let's say like 16 year olds now are hearing, but, um, we need to understand that oral sex is just as, uh, I don't want to say risky because I don't want sex to be associated with risk, but there's just as many consequences yep. with oral sex for, yeah. uh-huh, as there are vaginal or anal. I mean, you, you can't get pregnant with oral sex, but everything else can happen. Yeah. You also can't get pregnant with gay sex. And there was, you know, a lot of, um, information shared and resources shared for gay men, but what about lesbian women and how much they talk about safe sex with that and barriers and the different types of barriers with that. And so it's like, we are skipping over giant buckets of people who, you know, we think, ah, um, just don't do sex until you're ready. Like until you're married, everything will be peachy. Cause right. that's what our kids are being told in schools right now. Right. And your definition, definition of sex is different than my definition of sex. So if right. we're not even going into the mechanics of it, how am I supposed to even understand where that is? And so no, right. I won't get fired up today, but <laughs> right. Right. But I just think there just needs to be education around just again, sexual health, yeah. you know, and, and the importance, even if we're talking about females, but important of a pap. How, like, what does that really mean? And what does it mean if you have an abnormal pap? And what is it, what does that mean? You know, opposed to like, oh yeah, no big deal. Or I go where I don't, don't go or whatever. Just understand. What does it mean if you're getting back-to-back yeast infections? What does it mean if you're getting uh, BV? What does it mean if you're getting UTIs? Like, let's just, again, let's just all understand what this means. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And have that, um, you know, Google university doesn't quite shed a lot of light on that. You're either getting, you know, like you said, um, you know, some of those that are like so extreme pleasure, freedom, everybody should be doing this. And it can be very scary when it's someone who's like, I'm a little bit more closed off and I'm not even comfortable seeing sex out loud, mm-hmm. but I have questions. I have concerns. Where can I go for a safe place to research some of this? It's either like all or nothing. And then what if I'm really afraid of falling into porn or how do I know? And, and if that's something that I avoid at all costs, like that can be a really scary thing. And so they're going to avoid everything. I teach human sexuality at the local university and I've had students who refuse to open the textbook because it has pictures of naked people. And so it's been an interesting journey with that. And how do you handle and support where someone has their boundary, but still teaching them the content to meet the learning objectives to pass the course. And Mm -hmm. so, um, 
we're missing the mark society is really all I have to say, but, um, let's talk about those who are recently diagnosed. Absolutely. That's, that's a whole new thing too. Um, I'm hearing it secondhand from friends going through other things and, you know, sometimes it can be Facebook groups. Um, but there's really, it's hard to kind of find that. Um, and I think you even shared, um, you got a trifold handout from the doctor when you were diagnosed. Mm -hmm. It was, it's just not, here's this, here's what you need to do. Here's your next steps. Here's how to die, how not to diagnose disclose to a future partner or what dating might look like. Um, yeah. what does you know? that mean? Can I, can yeah. I be a mom? Can I have a child? And it w- was so interesting is I was educated on it. I was a sex educator for Planned Parenthood. Like I knew, mm. I knew all of it. So it wasn't, I still just never thought it would happen to me. So again, I, I knew, I, I, I knew it. Um, and I had questions when I was diagnosed, even though I knew the answers, but I, I, when it's you, it's different. And, um, it's like doctors are the worst patients. You know what I mean? Like when you go <laughs> through it, you're like, yes. I don't know. Um, but when you are first diagnosed, it is absolute pure shock. So you, you go through one of three phases, you go through fight, flight, or freeze. And it's typically what you naturally go through in, in any type of, um, nervous or, you know, um, it's a bio response to threats. Mm -hmm. your body's response to threats. And so if you're the fight person, you're like, I'm going to go find a cure. I'm going to research Google. I'm going to, I'm going to find this like one cure that no one ever saw on Google and I'm going to find it or which I'm like, you know, I was there too. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to find it. It's like, okay, Mm -hmm. Google's going to tell me because it's right. It was right there the whole time, you know? Um, so that, or you literally want to fight the person. You're like, I'm going to fight the person that gave me herpes, or I'm just like angry at the world. So you're a fighter. The the flight is like, oh, I don't, I got this, but I'm not going to associate with it. I'm probably going to become very sexually active in order to suppress it, to like prove to myself that this didn't hold me back. And I'm not going to disclose to anybody because I don't want the rejection. I can't, that rejection would absolutely crush me because I'm already feeling so, 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 you know, that I can't handle that. And and I'm not going to, I may partake in, you know, drugs and alcohol heavily in order just to disassociate from this. And that's, that's the flight person or the freeze person is, is I get up, I go to work and I come home. I, that's it. I don't open my blinds. I don't go out with friends. I heat up my ramen and I turn on my Netflix and that's it. Like, and these are extreme examples, but I was mm-hmm. just trying to get the exam, like, so that we can picture, oh yeah, yeah. okay, I've yeah. been there. And we go through all of them at some point. And I think it's really important to identify where you are in that and realizing going, okay, this is where I am. Okay. Now, do I want to make a change? I know I have to make a change at some point, but am I ready to make the change today? Or am I still, is the, you know, the old shoe that fits, am I still really comfortable in this position, in this state? And typically once you recognize where you are, it's usually a sign of like, okay, I'm ready to get through this. I'm ready to like start moving. And, you know, the most important thing that you can do, whether we're talking herpes, but this could be, you know, a cancer diagnosis. This could be a, um, you know, uh, whatever it could be anything. And, and it's just, okay, let me educate myself. 
what is, what is herpes? Like really, what is it? What is HSV one with HSV two really understanding what it is and what it is not. We have all these things we hear in movies or we see these pictures on Google and it's like, oh my gosh, that's oh, a terrifying the worst extremes. Yeah. Or mm. in health class in high school, when they did just show you the worst ones and it's like, right. yeah, of course we'd be scared of that. Terrified. Mm-hmm. Terrified. Right. Um, and, and just, and, and learning and like, okay, this is what it is. Then I would say the next important thing, especially now with social media and the ability to have, you know, communities and people are starting to talk about taboo topics is find a community, find other people that are going through this, that understand you, that are similar to you. Um, so find that community that goes, okay, I, I get these people and, and they, and I can find support. And I think doing those two things are going to get you so far and it's going to get you out of that Eeyore phase. There's still a lot of work that has to be done. Oh yeah. But you're going to start to get out of that Eeyore phase. Mm-hmm. So research and community, those two things. Um, what happens, you know, when someone is trying to do the best that they can. And they're just, I don't want to say not getting it, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but maybe just, do I have enough? Do I know that I'm doing enough? Cause I like not quite uh, turning it up to obsession. Um, but just, I'm sure we're always learning things and there's, um, you know, in my journey with, for myself and after, you know, my, uh, humbling experience of if I'm never going to get a cold sore, if I haven't, I'm never going to right. Doing some research and being like, Oh, okay. Then hearing some other friends who have disclosed and have talked about it too, and learning a little bit more about their journeys, but then, you know, hearing suggestions like you shouldn't eat this and you should do this. And this is the product you should have. And it's just, it can get where you're like, I'm planning every day. So I'm not stressed. I'm, you know, trying not to do this, this, or this, um, you know, cause it can feel like you just lost control of your life when you have a new diagnosis or lost a certain freedom or a part of you. Mm-hmm. And so some folks can really latch on to that control piece of, if I can't get rid of it, it's going to be my bitch to command <laughs> and it's yeah, going to only break out. Yeah. Yeah. When I'm going to allow it to. Um, and so what, you know, what are some things that you could see for suggest for some folks that are maybe falling in that bucket, the bucket of like uh, the obsession over it or wants to have full control, full control. So yeah, there definitely are some ways to naturally, uh, suppress the virus. We're never going to get rid of it. You know, at this point, we don't know how to rid our bodies of viruses until we figure that out. We're stuck with them for the rest of our lives. Um, so there definitely is some, there are some things that we can do. Again, it's more research, it's more understanding. Um, a lot of things that we may not realize is we're getting herpes outbreaks and it may not be the herpes virus because it's all immune system based. So if our immune system is fighting something else, and I can use mm-hmm. myself as an example, I have a hypothyroid, I have a slow thyroid. So if my thyroid is acting up or I don't have the right acting up like it's a kid, but like (laughs) if it's, if it's not, um, working the way it should, then my body is stressed and it can't focus on other things. Mm -hmm. You know, it can't focus on the herpes virus because the herpes virus is like, yes, the thyroid's not going to get in there. Yeah. Yeah. 
So we, a lot of times we might say, oh, I, I, I can't do this and I can't do that because of my herpes, but we may forget something else that's going on. So I think it's important if, if it is, if you are someone that's getting multiple outbreaks and you are wanting to naturally try to suppress it is looking at a total body, you know, looking at, um, how's my vitamin D? How is my, this, how, you know, what am I, what am I doing? Am I, am I sleeping? Am I getting good night's sleep or am I not sleeping well? Um, all, all those things. And, and there's, there's a lot of information out there. I mean, I talk about it daily, but, um, as far as just figuring out ways, how, how is your body going to be, how are you going to be in charge? Like I said, make herpes your bitch. And that's, that's what I've done. Like I'm aware what causes outbreaks. And if I decide to participate in that activity or eat that food, I'm consciously aware that I'm doing that mm. and I'm okay with the outcome. Yeah. So you haven't completely completely padded your life and avoided all of those things to have that control, but it's just aware of, okay, I have noticed enough that when I eat this, or, um, if I'm having a cold going through something and then maybe also choose to eat that food, giving me a higher risk for Mm -hmm. probably a breakout soon. Mm -hmm. Um, are there anything, you know, that's, that's kind of typical for a lot of people, those foods, or, you know, obviously when your immune system is compromised, will always be one of those opportunities, you know, COVID stress will just naturally, um, compromise your immune system because you're trying to fight something, even if it's not physically in your body, you're still fighting something. Mm -hmm. And so it's occupied. Um, but what, what are some of those things that we can kind of share with others just to be aware of? Yeah. So there's a handful of things that are just like huge herpes triggers. So in order to explain that, I'll explain a little bit about arginine and lysine. So they're both essential amino acids. They're proteins that we consume through our foods. Um, they're essential, like why they're called essential amino acids. Uh, arginine is, is essential for cardiovascular health. It improves athletic performance. Um, it's good for our veins and, and all it's, it's important for athletes. Um, on the other side, we have lysine that is helping with the building blocks of our muscles. It helps with, uh, tendon repair. Um, also very important. The herpes virus feeds off of arginine. So it loves arginine. So if you're going to fuel your body with high arginine or high arginine foods, then you're basically feeding the virus. Now, I mentioned they're essential. You can't not have arginine. You need it, right? It's important in your body. But you can be aware of that level. Okay. Right. And other side, lysine blocks the arginine from entering the herpes virus. So it blocks the replication of the herpes virus. It helps suppress it. Mm -hmm. So you can be aware of that and say, okay, I can either take some lysine supplements, Mm -hmm. which I could take daily. I can either eat higher lysine foods and lower arginine foods and just being aware of like, okay, it's my birthday or whatever. And I, or this is what I really like. And I want to eat these high arginine foods. And I'm aware that this may trigger opposed to being like this, like, I don't know what happened. And I just, we, we went out and I got, it's like, okay, we can be aware. So some foods that are high because you can obsess over all the life choices that built up to that breakout too. And which right. can also right. create and, more stress, <laughs> right? Let's just add more stress. Like, mm-hmm. and, and we can, I encourage people to look this in a positive way, right? Mm-hmm. Like I mentioned, I was binge eating at that time. 
And mm-hmm. I thought that was the only way I could maintain a healthy weight. And we all know that doesn't work. And, and so I realized, okay, I want to eat as if I were pregnant. Now I wasn't pregnant. had no desire to be pregnant. Wasn't there in my life, but I'm like, if I were pregnant right now, I wouldn't be binge eating. And if I were, you know, doing this for somebody else, I wouldn't be, I would be more cautious about what I was doing. And so when I just kind of had that mindset, I was like, okay, I'm choosing to do this or not choosing to do this. So, um, and now I've, I've gotten really, really healthy. And, and I realized that I've probably avoided some other things happening in my life, you know, like had maybe herpes happened sooner, I wouldn't have a slow thyroid. So I look at it as a positive, like I've been able to make changes naturally. So back to little things, you know, like things like peanut butter, really high in arginine. So a lot of times people may not realize that they're eating their peanut butter and jelly sandwiches or ants on a log and it's causing outbreaks. Um, things like nuts are very high in arginine. So, um, you know, throwing the little Trader Joe's packet in your purse or, you know, book bag or in your desk drawer and like, oh, I didn't realize that was causing me to get outbreaks. And it may or may not cause it for you, mm-hmm. but just being but aware you are, of these- have the potential to fuel, right. fuel that. Um, and so I love that just being aware. And so lysine, you can get through supplements, mm-hmm. um, any other foods that kind of focus dairy. on like- Yeah. Dairy's high. Potatoes are high in lysine, uh, fish, all type of fish, shellfish, but salmon, sardines. I don't know if people like sardines, kind of hard one, but like salmon, um, shellfish, shrimp. I mean, they're all really high in lysine, but if not, not a fish person, that's okay. Um, eggs, you know, at the end of the day, just eating a clean diet is, is going to be helpful because we need both as well. We can't not balance. Yes. Yes. Correct. I think, and that's, um, just a wonderful opportunity to be full body aware. You know, Mm -hmm. this isn't because it's, uh, for, for one reason or another, I was out in the sun, not one reason or another. I chose to be in the sun. I wanted, I'm the sun baby. I was out on the paddleboard all day, loving my life, but I didn't wear a chapstick that had, um, SPF in it and broke out in a cold sore. And it was, ah, that sucks. That was definitely my choice, but now I'm no, I know for the future, like, okay, I'm always going to have that chapstick. And when I'm on trips, have my patches that I really like and other, you know, products for, to treat it because then I didn't treat it for two days. And it was the roughest outbreak. I've only had four. So it's not like I have a lot to talk about, but enough to be fully aware of how it works for my body. So love right. it. And that's hear, the thing. Yeah. How Your body. You. And so mm-hmm. now, you know, okay, sun. So maybe if you're going skiing, you, we don't think of skiing as sun because we think of it as like cold, but like, we don't realize that reflection or just the harshness. There's so many people that get their like seasonal outbreaks because they're like, oh, the season changed and it was a harsh winter or I went to spring break and I Dry. got it. Yes. Whatever it is, even just not being hydrated enough to can be a big one because your lips can crack. And then usually any type uh-huh. of abrasion can create that. Um, for, I, I really would love to circle back on the community side, because mm-hmm. I think that's a big one for a lot of folks and knowing that I'm not alone, that other people have tried this, let's share tips just like we are now. Um, what are some things that you would suggest folks look for in a community? Because it can be hard to first find that. And, you know, Facebook 
groups are like the first thing I always think of. I'm like, there's a group for everything, Mm -hmm. but some of them can be super negative and it's a bitch fest and let's drag each other down and complain Mm -hmm. about everything that's happening. And like, well, woe is me. And that actually creates way worse things for me. Um, you know, mom groups are the scariest groups. Let me tell you what. Um, but I think just kind of knowing like what to look for in a group, how do you know it's for you? Uh, what are some things that you would suggest for folks as they're looking for that community? Yeah. And I I totally concur with what you're saying. And there is, so I'm really proud of my community. Um, and it took a while to really get it to where it was. Like you said, you, you get all walks of life and, you know, there was a while people were showing up and they're like, you know, posting dick pics and like, well, I have herpes. Do you like this? You know, I'm like, no, that's not, Mm. that's not what we're doing. That's not my group. If that, if that is what you want to do, there's another group for that. There's another dick pic group with herpes. Like you go find that group. That's not my group. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's a matter of what is it that you want is, is, are you wanting, you know, what are you looking for? Are you looking for the woe is me? Like you want to, you know, misery loves company. And if that's where you are, then that's probably your group too. I would just say that, um, you would try to associate with the, the, whoever's in charge. And does that person seem to resonate who you are and what that mm. person's morals are, or not morals mission. or yeah. like, does that person just jive with you? And if you're like, yeah, that's, that's definitely, because typically then the whole group typically is similar. Um, so I would say, look and see who's in charge. Like a lot of these groups that don't have a, like, it's a like silent leader or like an anonymous leader or some, like some Facebook groups, you have no idea who's in charge of it. Mm-hmm. That might be a little difficult. Um, and there's a lot of misinformation in those groups too. There's a lot of people like saying things. I'm like, that's not even accurate about herpes. So I would mm-hmm. definitely find someone that's in charge. Um, I would follow them on social media for a while and see, does that, does their message work for you? Or does it give you cringy feelings? Because um, there's a lot of people now, I mean, we're specifically talking about herpes. There's a lot of people now talking about herpes. And in 2017, when I started going public about it, there wasn't. Um, and it's been nice to see how it, it has allowed each group to really be unique. Mm-hmm. And for those people are like, okay, that is your group right there. Like that, you guys are going to soar in that group together. And then this group over here is your group, you know? So um, it's, it just, do you fit with that person? Hmm. How do you run your group? Is it through a website? Is it through Facebook? Is it subscription-based? Tell us a little bit about your services. So mine is subscription-based for the reason that I did get some dick pics and I was like, no, we don't want, or we get people that were like trying to make us feel bad. Like they didn't have herpes and they're like, oh, well, you're so gross. And this is why I'm like, nope. So now it's paid. So it is a, a monthly subscription. And I run it through Slack. I don't mess around with social media. It's just, I don't want the potential like Facebook update. And then you don't Someone know. Someone would be stalked too. Or you stalked. Know? Yeah. Oh, my cousin's friend that used to play with you in the sandbox when you were five. And I know that one person in that group. And now everyone knows you have herpes. So yeah. I, I use a different platform. It's called Slack, which is mm-hmm. usually used for companies. I use Slack. You can be anonymous. You can put your face up there or not. And it works just like a social media channel. And that's been really su- successful for us. 
Um, we have live calls. So oh, it's a Zoom wonderful. call, which has been really successful for us as well. I said people yeah. all over the world, which is truly what I love to see different cultures, different languages. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm really proud of our community. Not like that I'm yeah. proud that I created it, like I'm proud of the people in it. They're just yeah. great people. No, that's wonderful. Cause just like you said, it can go south really quick with the wrong people and the wrong vibe. And if it, you allow it to, so I'm glad you took the, those measures to protect the people who are in there for what they were looking for, but also it, it gives you, you know, credit. Like if it's just some random person posting what they've Googled, I'd be like, okay, you know, this is a nice way to at least somewhat start finding some folks. But then if it's like, well, I have dedicated enough time, resource and resources and energy for this. I would absolutely pay for something knowing that I'm getting quality content um, with a group that I'm not going to get spammed or, you know, outed. I don't know if that's right. like the best way to say that, but it it is scary. Like, it's scary for a lot of folks. Yeah. To talk about, I mean, our community is really tight. Like they chat on their own and, and and it's, it's like really awesome to see like people have started dating, people are friends, they, they meet up in their cities, they'll go hiking. Like it really is fun to see that this has created that and mm -hmm. people have found support through each other. I had a group of women that were in London. I had like a huge group. I don't, now I don't like it, you know, like things change, but it was like this huge group in London and they all met up on their own. And I'm like, this is awesome. And they never would have found each other. Mm -hmm. So they started their own little like hub. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. What are some other things or resources that you provide, um, services that you provide through, um, life you know, with herpes? One yeah. of the things, yeah. So I was diagnosed in, in 2011 and like you mentioned, I got like the pamphlet, and when I Googled and researched, you know, the CDC and Planned Parenthood and all that, it was very sterile mm. and it was like the drawings of like blue people, you know, like those, like, like, the, like, yeah, the, cause like, we don't want to show skin tones. Yeah. Right. Like a blue person. And it was like this made, you know, like those characters, like cartoons, but anyways, very medical. And I was like, I don't want sterile. I don't want this situation. I want it to be life. I want it to be, this is literally what your life is like. And it's, same at what that it was before, yet it takes us a while to realize that. So basically everything that you'd ever want to know about herpes is there and you can have it in video format. You can have it in Instagram. You can have it in TikTok. You can have it in digital, you know, you can read blogs. So it's there, whatever floats your boat, however you like to read, like download your information, consume, <laughs> consume understand podcast. So it's there. So it's whatever works for you. And that was really my, my desire was to provide information. That's not so like sterile. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And scary too. Cause it's right. like, usually if something's sterile, something's wrong. Like there's nothing, right. there's no happy news right. shared sterile, but I'm sure there's happy news for plenty of people in your communities yeah. or, you know, I just had a baby. I got married. I found that partner that was willing that to be happened. educated. Yeah, absolutely. But people live perfectly normal lives every day. And so I think that's just wonderful that they get to highlight that. Right. I mean, look at us. We're both married. We have children, like totally normal. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. I think it's just important to highlight that, you know, I'm sure um, that what was me, my life is over. 
It's a shitty place to be, mm-hmm. but there's a place on the other side of that. Totally. So when you're ready, where can they find your information? Go to life with herpes. Uh, like I said earlier, whatever your jam is, if it's, you know, Instagram, if it's podcast, TikTok, but life with herpes, life with herpes.com. Um, and you'll go to one of the life with herpes. You will find a way they'll all connect, <laughs> get connected again. I would say the best thing that you can do if you are in that Eeyore phase where I was is join the community. And that truly is the best thing because it's not only support from me, but it's support from somebody that just got diagnosed too. And then maybe two weeks ahead of you mm. or just went on a date and just disclosed and either had a positive disclosure or not a positive one. And you might have just had that exact same thing. And you guys can talk about that. Um, so that to me is, is the absolute best way to get through there um, and get through your diagnosis. That's awesome. Yeah. So if you wanted to just follow from afar, even if you don't have herpes or don't think you do, it's still helpful to be educated because who knows, you might cross some, a path with someone that you want to support. Mm-hmm. You'll have a loved one. We all have a loved one that we know if it's not us, it's somebody else. That we're and a close with. loved one. It's not mm-hmm. like the cousin that you see it only at Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Like you have some, it's a parent, it's a sibling, it's a child. Mm-hmm. Um, two out of three people have HSV one and one out of six have HSV two. So statistically that's a lot. Mm-hmm. And that's just that we know of in society, right? That's those who have been tested and and diagnosed. um, Or get outbreaks, yeah. mm -hmm, Or get outbreaks because it's important that um, it's kind of that sneaky thing that we really don't know. So don't let your judgment be too sneaky. (laughs) Exactly. Um, uh, I just want to say thank you so much and, and provide, you know, if there's anything worthy to say out loud before we end our session. Now's the time. I just said session because I'm so used to coaching, but our podcast, our episode, like anything else you'd like to say before we end our session. (laughs) Hey, it works. Yeah. I would just say that if you're listening and herpes, isn't your story and maybe herpes is your story. We all create something in our mind and it it could be so different for someone. Someone else might be listening. Like I got diagnosed with herpes and it wasn't that big of a deal. So it's all different, but we all have our, our thing. And don't look at that as my life is over. It's okay to go through your Eeyore phase and that's okay. It's important for healing, but look at it as, okay, this happened. Let's look at the the silver lining. Let's look at the blessing in there. And what do I need to change? What was that telling me? What was I doing in my life that wasn't on my path and use it to say, I'm going to fight this. I'm going to overcome this. I'm going to get through and I'm going to come out a stronger person. I love that. A stronger person that just happens to have herpes, but I'm really right. strong, really educated exactly. and I can support others. So exactly. Um, and just like you did. So thank you so much for paving that way for so many other people. Thank you so much for your time. And I want to thank, thank you, all of our listeners um, for tuning in. You know, sometimes our episodes aren't fun and sassy, but they're fun and educational and yeah they can be really fun to be aware and knowledge is sexy. So keep spreading that knowledge out there. Um, If you want to hear more from our podcast, you can always find us in saltysexcast.com on all major listening platforms. And if you want to support us financially, we'd love for you to be part of our Patreon community at patreon.com forward slash 
Salty Sex Cast. Um, you all have a fantastic, wonderful week. Next week, I will be back with a quick and short quickie. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to the Salty Sex Cast. Ready for round two? Find us on Facebook.